Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. Uh, if you are new to the show, we have an episode releasing every Monday on charismapodcastnetwork.com. You could also go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Audible, anywhere that podcasts are listened to, and you can listen there. Um, you can also go to our YouTube channel. Um, a lot of our video content's on there, and so hundreds of hours of free um, teachings, um, revelation, interviews with you know, leaders in the body of Christ, authors, teachers, missionaries, prophetic people uh, from around the world. And so make sure to go to our YouTube channel as well. Subscribe, rate, and review so we can get this out to more people so they could be blessed, they could be strengthened, they could be awakened by the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's very important. It helps us get the message out and to broaden the reach. And so thank you for those who listen week after week to Awaken Podcast, those who message, those who email, those who share testimonies, those who are posting on social media and sharing with their friends and family. We couldn't do this without you. You are part of the Awaken Podcast family. Thank you so much for doing that. Um, over 200 and something episodes now. I've lost track. I can click and figure it out. But yeah, 230 episodes. Um, and so it's just, man, it's been amazing though. It's been such an incredible journey. I love um, being able to share the gospel and speak to amazing people that are in the harvest field as co-laborers with Christ and co-heirs with him, people that are making a difference for the gospel of Jesus. Um, I love interviewing these people, hearing their testimonies, hearing what God has put on their heart, the revelation that he's giving them, hearing from fivefold ministers, healing, hearing from authors. I love coming on here with my friends and with my wife and sharing the revelation that God has put on the inside of me. It's it's beautiful. And I'm so grateful that God opened up this opportunity for me and to be a part of Charisma Podcast Network. And if you are, if you are, um, Listening to this, you might be, it, it, it officially, this podcast specifically released on April 10th, um, but I'm recording it um, the beginning of April, right? And so this is before, um, right now, this is before Good Friday and Resurrection Sunday, even though you're listening to it after that date, okay? Um, and so for those who have been following up a little bit, there's actually at the, in December, um, I believe it was January. It's released in January. A podcast where my wife and I shared about Awaken Dallas. Now the Lord called us to plant a church in Dallas. And so um we just had our launch weekend. Um, we technically haven't, right? But if it's April 10th, it's already gone. Um, but uh so next week. I'm going to be posting about what happened on Good Friday and Resurrection Sunday. For those of you who are wondering, those of you who are wanting to hear, I'm expectant. I'm looking forward to that date right now, even though it's behind us, just because I'm recording the end of March. Uh, what's today's date? March 30th, March 31st. And so anyways, next week, I'll be posting about what happened on launch weekend at our Good Friday gathering, as well as our Resurrection Sunday service. And so um, we are meeting in Dallas in the design district on a weekly basis. Um, everything's going to be on our website, awakendallas.com. We're meeting Sundays at 4 p.m. All right. And so come encounter Jesus with us, receive from him, be transformed in the presence of God and be transformed by the renewing of your mind in the word. We are a fivefold church. We believe in the functioning of the gifts of the spirit and the, and the ministries um, that the Bible talks about the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, the function of the different gifts found in the book of Romans and in, in, in the books and in, in, in Corinthians and first Corinthians and also in Ephesians. And just, we believe in that we're a praying church. We're a present centered church. We're all about equipping the saints for the work of the ministry. We're a church on mission. 
every single day in our sphere of influence among our families, in our city, in the workplace, and in the nations of the world. We have a missions focus, okay? And we are a church family. We believe in a spiritual community that it's so important to have a community of like-minded believers that we could sharpen one another and we could be nurtured and we could receive healing. We could have friendships, people we could run with, spiritual fathers and mothers and the like. And so um, anyways, if you are looking for a church in the DFW area, come out to Awaken Dallas. Go to awakendallas.com for more details. And in the description section, there will be more details. Um, but I want to share from Isaiah 53 right now. Um, you know, there was Good Friday, there was Resurrection Sunday, and I just want to talk just briefly. I want to read uh, parts of Isaiah 53, and I want to talk briefly about the beauty of Jesus, his incarnation, his life and his death. We know that he lived the life we could not live, and he died the death that we deserved, and he rose on our behalf. But the beautiful thing is he didn't just die for us. He died as us. So he changed us on that tree. He changed us as he was walking on the earth and he was saying no to Satan. He was saying no to temptation. He was giving us the power to say no to temptation. He was giving us the power to say no to the devil and walk free from the power of sin. He is the perfect one. There is none worthy. There's only one worthy. There was one man. There was no one righteous enough for God to make covenant with. And so God made covenant with himself in the person of Jesus Christ, fully God, fully man. We are not on the other end of the covenant. Thank God. It's not contingent upon us and our behavior and our obedience, but it's contingent upon Jesus, his behavior, his perfect obedience, his death, his resurrection, his blood sealed this covenant. This covenant between God and God, <laughs> God and Jesus sealed by the Holy Spirit, and he is an eternal covenant a better covenant enacted upon better promises because it's not based on our flawed, sinful ways and man's ability to, you know, to be perfect because trust me, we could not keep up our end. But Jesus did for us and as us. And as he walked this earth, he was just beating back that, that, that inclination in man's heart to say no to God and say yes to the enemy, to say no to self and to say yes to God and his kingdom and his ways. Every time Jesus resisted the enemy, every time Jesus in his physical body um, as fully God and fully man, every time Jesus resisted the enemy, said no to the things of this world, no to selfish ways and yes to his father and his kingdom. He was beating those things back and he was giving us the ability to say yes. He was giving us the ability to yield to God or resist the enemy by the power of grace and the power of the spirit that was inside of Jesus. And so if you go into Isaiah 53, it just beautifully declares things about the gospel that I want to read. Isaiah 53 verse 2 said, he grew up like a tender shoot, like a root out of parched ground. Before Jesus came to the earth, there was years and years of prophetic silence and people were dry. Israel was dry. Israel was enslaved. And Jesus was a root that came up out of the parched ground. And he wasn't you know, a sight for sore eyes, okay? He had no stately form or majesty that we should look upon him, no appearance that we should be attracted to him. He was a normal man. And obviously we know he was God, but he descended. He became like us, putting on flesh. He humbled himself as the appearance of man and he 
<laughs> he was not this glowing, you know, king that I was like, what is, what's going on with this Jesus? For years before he stepped out and started doing miracles, started preaching with authority, nobody thought anything different about him. He was like everybody else. He didn't have some appearance that was different than the average person that was living in Israel at that time, a Jew that was living in Israel. It says it right here. And it says that he was despised and he was forsaken of men. He was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And like one from whom men hid their face, he was despised and we did not esteem him. You know that he was a man of sorrow so that we could be a people of joy. He was a man of sorrow. He took our sorrow so that we could have joy inexpressible and full of glory. So we could rejoice always and again, I say rejoice. So we could have the joy of the Lord in our hearts, independent of our circumstances. Despite our circumstances, we could walk in the joy of our King because Jesus had joy and he conquered our sorrows. And then it goes on to say that he was despised, man. He was thrown to Pontius Pilate and they released Barabbas and they said get let that criminal go and give just kill Jesus he was despised many people hid their face because it was just the shame of humanity and the crucifying of their savior seeing him beaten and mistreated everyone knew he did not deserve that kind of treatment everyone knew he did nothing wrong he healed the sick he raised the dead he cleansed lepers he loved children he 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 was a kind man he was patient he was He was gentle. He had authority. He knew the word of God. But yet they hid their face in shame because they knew that he was not guilty. But the pride of man, their misunderstanding of how the Messiah would come, their own kingdom being threatened, their own ways being threatened, caused them to say, take him, take him. This cannot be the Messiah. Because of their boxes, their religion, their limitations, their kingdom that they were building, their pride, the pride of man, put Jesus on that cross. Surely our griefs he bore, our sorrows he carried, yet we ourselves esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. We esteemed him smitten by God and afflicted. We afflicted him. We hung him on that cross. We killed him. It was the violence that came out of the heart of man and in our very act of violence against the son of man, the creator of life and the savior of mankind, the one who is holding the world together by the power of his word. In that very moment, he was holding them together by the power of his word. He was keeping breath in their lungs as they shouted, crucify him. That breath that they shouted, crucify him was breath that he was dispensing to them in that very moment. Think about that. Wow. In man's cruelest moment and the worst sin we could ever commit, crucifying the God who gave us life and is holding our life and sustenance together and who's redeeming us, takes that horrific sin and he looks at us and says, Father, forgive them. they, They are like, whoa, just coming against God and he releases forgiveness in our worst place. He releases forgiveness in life and dies to redeem every single person. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He was pierced for our transgressions, it says in five. It was our sins that were absorbed into the body of Jesus Christ. He was crushed for our iniquities. That's deep sin. That's generational sin. That's sin rooted in our hearts. It's not just 
sins we've committed, like our record of wrongs. No, that is deep-rooted iniquity and sin in our lives. He was crushed for our iniquities. Our iniquity was in his body being crushed to death. And he was chastised. He was punished for our well-being that fell upon him. And by his scourging, we are healed. Think about that. He was punished so we don't need to be. He was condemned so that we could live condemnation free. He felt far from God in that moment as the sin of the world was being poured into his body so that we could never feel far from God ever again. Jesus didn't just die for us. He died as us. That means he's, he was taking it all into his person, but it wasn't just him on that tree. It was us, our old nature, our sinfulness, our old identity in Adam that was corrupted by sin, that was born into iniquity and sin. And he took us into his body, our old nature, our old ways, our record of wrongs, our iniquities, our transgressions. He took them into his body and it was crucified to death on our behalf so that we could live in the new nature of the new creation, baptized in the Holy Spirit, living a holy and righteous life, not by our own strength, but by the Spirit of God on the inside of us. Not just obeying external laws written on stones, but now having the law of God written in our hearts and the Holy Spirit empowering us to walk out the law of God that's in our hearts. I love this says the iniquity if you keep on reading it just talks about just his scourging we've all gone astray each of us to our own way but the lord has caused the iniquity of every single person to fall on jesus it says he was oppressed and he was afflicted but he didn't open his mouth he was like a sheep that was silent to its shears and he did not open his mouth he knew the will of the father he knew what he needed to do and he was not going to repay evil for evil. He was not going to jump off that cross or command angels to come and save him. He was going to walk in obedience in the full will of God. And there was no reason to lash out. He knew what was in man. He knew the sinfulness that was corroding our hearts. He knew the demonic powers that were ruling over us. And he knew that his act of humility and surrender and sacrifice would be what breaks the power of that off of our lives and plunges us into the new nature of selflessness and a sacrificial life and a cross-shaped life, a cruciform existence. He knew that. What he was doing was the pathway and he released forgiveness knowing that we were born into this iniquity and this sin, knowing that we were in the domain of darkness and we couldn't get ourselves out. We couldn't you know, do enough righteous deeds to get ourselves wrapped in righteousness. He knew that and he has compassion. He knew that we were sheep without a shepherd. He wanted to be our shepherd and it was through this very act of death that brings us life. Think about it like this. The way we step into life is through death. We die to our, our way. We die to our life. We die to doing things according to our will We come to the end of ourselves. We realize that we can't do it. We realize that nothing else will satisfy. We realize we're busted. We're broken. We're disgusted. We're, we're, we can't do this thing. And we lay down our lives in exchange for his. And through that death comes a resurrection life. And to this day, the way we walk into life is through the power of death. It's wild. It's wild. And those who will not experience life are those who are strong in themselves, those who feel like riches are their savior and they're, they're, they're too competent, they're too smart, uh, they're too strong, 
why give up their lives when they have such a good life and and why live a life of faith when we could live a life of logic and 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 do things according to the mind of man and 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 why but when we lay down our lives and say my existence without you my identity without you my way of thinking my way of doing things i'm done with it if you could have mercy on me and you could release forgiveness over me love me and make me new i will die in your death if you will raise me in your resurrection life <laughs> and i just want to say this to you and i'm i'm actually going to end this i want this to be a shorter episode but his death was your death. His burial was your burial. His resurrection is your resurrection. His ascension to the right hand of the Father is your ascension. So in spirit, you are with Christ on that tree, your old nature being crucified to death. You are with him in the grave and you left all of your baggage and all of your sin behind in the grave and you co-rose with Jesus in victory, in life, just above the powers of darkness, above demonic powers, above Satan, above death and sin and darkness. You rose victoriously with Christ. And it says in Ephesians 2.16 that we rose with him and we are now seated, co-seated with Christ in the heavenly places above principality, power, might, dominion, every name that's named, not only in this age, but in the age to come. Like this is a reality that we need to walk in. We need to believe. We need to trust. And we get the taste of it now in this age, and one day we'll walk fully in it as um, there's an unfolding of everything that he accomplished in his body, and there's a restoration of all things, a manifestation of all he accomplished. Can you imagine? He is worthy. There really is only one worthy. And so I'm going to say this to you, just to end. Are you dominated by sin right now? Are you having a hard time shaking a sin habit in your life? You died with Christ. I had a vision one time where I was on the cross and Jesus, I heard the Holy Spirit say that you died with Jesus. Your greed, your lust, your religion, your doubt, your unbelief, your brokenness, your shame, your pride died with Jesus. You can't get over that sin habit on your own. You can't. But you could say whatever's impossible for man is possible for God and lay it at his feet. Die to your trying to get over it on your own and give it to him. Are you struggling with sickness today? Because healing is in the atonement. Freedom from sin is in the atonement. Freedom from guilt, shame is in the atonement. Freedom from self-condemnation is in the atonement of Jesus Christ. Daily provision is in the atonement of Jesus Christ. Our daily bread Holiness and righteousness and separation from sin and sanctification, that is in the atonement. Where are you at right now? Is it, is it emotional pain? Is it physical pain? Is it, is it sin that's bogging you down? Are you feel like you're constantly being beat up by the evil one and he has victory over you? And what, what's going on in your life? Are you struggling financially? You have a hard time trusting God with your circumstances because everything you need for life and godliness was provided in the atonement of Jesus Christ, his life, his death, his resurrection, his ascension, and his future coming. So whatever you're struggling with right now, just bring it to him as I pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you right now that you are greater than sin, more powerful, 
And I thank you that sin is a defeated foe. I thank you that death is a defeated foe. I thank you that poverty is a defeated foe. I thank you that sickness is a defeated foe. I thank you that shame, guilt, and condemnation are defeated foes. I thank you, God, that the devil is a defeated foe. Darkness and bondage is a defeated foe. I thank you, Lord God, that lies must come down and truth must arise in this hour over every single person's heart who's listening and watching this right now in Jesus' mighty name. We bind the power of the enemy. We loose the will of God, the spirit of God, the kingdom of heaven in Jesus mighty name touch their hearts open up their hearts break open the power of all that you've accomplished God the treasuries of heaven over their lives right now in Jesus mighty name amen amen thank you so much for tuning in watching and listening to awaken podcast if you're in the DFW area join us every Sunday at 4 p.m. at Awaken Dallas. Go to awakendallas.com for more details, location details, all that different, all those you know, important information. And if you are listening week after week to Awaken Podcast, thank you so much for being a faithful listener and being someone who's watching continually and sharing continually. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can get it out to more people so they could be blessed, they could be encouraged, they could be awakened, they could be stirred and challenged by the gospel of Jesus Christ. Bless you, and I'll speak to you next time. Hey guys, Michael Lombardo here. Uh, Just quickly, I just want to make a resource available to you. I wrote a book released with Destiny Image Publishers called Immersed in His Glory, a supernatural guide to experiencing and abiding in God's presence. My desire is for you to get to know the Lord in a experiential way, to break every barrier to experience God's presence in your everyday life. I've met people all over the world that are just hungry to know him, but just don't know how to get there, don't know how to experience Jesus in a deeper way. You know, what keeps you from encountering him in a greater way? Do you feel unfit to enter his presence? Do you feel stuck? Maybe you worry that you don't know enough to meet with God. Every human being is hardwired with a need for intimacy with God. When this need isn't met, we search elsewhere and we find ourselves broken and unfulfilled. But connecting with God is of utmost importance. And in this book, I'm just inviting you to experience this vital union with the Holy Spirit that is greater than you have ever imagined. A continuous fellowship with God where a lifestyle of miracles, visions, encounters becomes normal. All right, so in this book, you learn how to be free from self-condemnation, guilt, and shame through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You learn how to um, have guidance from God as you experience His presence every day. You overcome lies that have held you back from experiencing more of God. You get a revelation of your inheritance that was already freely yours, you know, through the lavish gift of grace through Jesus. And so I just want to present this to you immersed in His glory. You can go to Amazon and find it there. You can also go to my website, lifepouredoutintl.org, lifepouredoutintl.org. TL.org, or you can go to destinyimage.com. The audiobook is available as well on amazon.com, as well as some video teachings at destinyimage.com. And so bless you guys. Grab a copy of Immersed in His Glory. Thank you.